Hello, and welcome to episode 63 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. You nearly stumbled there, which would have given me great joy. Yeah, and that was, uh, keeping my perfect record, you then said it really robotically. I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Yeah, the real... Have you just replaced, your, the re- just replaced yourself with an AI for the this The real one? Vib can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, did you want to... Uh, um, what we did want to say, what, what I wanted to point out, first of all... Uh, well, Ooh, now, yeah, well, tinfoil, hmm, potentially a tinfoil award, the much vaunted expertise is ever a tinfoil award. Um, we haven't had one in a while. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think it's particularly crazy, but I want to throw it out there just because as, as statements went, I thought it was quite punchy. So last, last time you said 30k is just Greek mythology with guns. I think specifically I said machine guns. I don't think you did. Oh, I hope. I wish I meant to. Well, anyway, listen, let us know. Uh, I, 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 I wrote down guns, and I remember writing it down at the time. Because I wrote it I on an American was... Express bill for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that much grim dark of credit cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why we're talking about this. It's just provably true, isn't it? Well, listeners, let us know if you want an episode on Is 30K Just Greek Mythology with Guns? I, I don't, which I can guarantee I will spend, be absolutely hilarious. I don't need to spend. Do I really need to spend a hot take doing that? I don't know if it's a hot take. Doesn't but I'd like, like to just see you struggle with both 30k and Greek mythology and just get both half wrong. That would be very, very expertise is overrated. It would it? be, yeah. It would be. Speaking of yeah. which, we've just recorded a trailer that we sent to Podbean. Yeah. Hoping that we get some exposure out there. That would be nice. We should probably like just put that out ourselves as well. We should at some point, yes. Um, I'm sort of waiting to see... If Podbean don't do it for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. If you have a radio show or access to a platform that you'd like 30 seconds of us sounding slightly overexcited, let us know. We can send it to you. My God, 30 seconds. Not a lot of time, it turns out, right? It's insane, (laughs) isn't it? It really is dumb. All right, neither of us are particularly pithy, but like, it's ridiculously short to say anything at all. Yeah. It's essentially like two sentences is more or less what we got out of that. But have have you ever played just a minute? I have not. So this is a it's a debating practice game essentially where what you do is you talk about a subject for a minute. You're not allowed to use filler words like like or um or uh, and you're not allowed to repeat yourself. And that's it. Those are the only rules. And if you fail, then it the, bu- the buck passes to the next person and they have to conclude the minute. And when you're playing that, a minute feels like the longest time ever. So there's something that happens around 45 seconds, I'm guessing, where time just shifts and seconds become hours. It's bizarre. No, it's it's scripted versus unscripted because the, the only thing I can liken it, it is? to is uh, the three-minute thesis competition. Uh, and the three-minute talk format has become quite popular in conferences because it means they can just get, you know, give, give exposure to more people, right? But you're trying to cram 
stuff into three minutes. And scientists are notoriously actually quite bad at being pithy and telling stories. Yeah. Um, but there's something really strange, because I feel like I can actually probably explain what I do in three minutes. But once you once you sort of write a script for yourself, three minutes is not a long time. <laughs> no, no, I can imagine. Uh, I get, I, have, I sometimes have to give training at work. And unscripted, I, I have no problem at all. I can turn up and just talk and it's fine. But if I need to write my script down so it can, like the script can be added for on, on the internet or whatever, all of a sudden I'm struggling either to say enough or to not say too much. It's ridiculous. And yet we've both decided to do podcasts. We've both decided to do podcasts and we recorded a 30 second trailer. Um, we did very well. That, I'm very that, proud of us. that said, there were some great scripts written for us in our discord which uh, i am quite keen to record some of those at i some think point. we should record those we should record those as almost bloopers yeah i, think. I like that well they were, they were very, very they were very well written yeah um, shout anyway. out to to the people who wrote those nitsua i think was one so yes um 30k is just greek mythology with guns it is if you want me to prove it let me know i have no problem with that as an episode i think it'd be good fun yeah agreed Ferris Manners is just Achilles. Anyway, what are we doing today? All uh, right, hang on. Let me get my pen. <laughs> I'll own that one. Uh, we were doing so actually, well. I, I, it, it got to the tip of my tongue, and I was like, I could not say it. I could not say it. Oh, no, it's come out. <laughs> uh, right, well, I mean, that's thrown me. Let's, let's just move swiftly on from, from the Warhammer universe uh, to the universe we're actually let's, talking about. What are, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, we find ourselves back in Middle-earth, or, well, the extended Tolkien universe, I suppose. Um, right. Having having not too long ago recorded a, a double part, well, that's actually, it probably is actually quite a long time ago. It's like seven episodes ago at this point. Seven episodes ago, so... Th- more than three months ago, based yeah. on, I think, our recording and release schedule. Yeah, which you are on top of. Uh, well done for getting the episode out today with I eight minutes Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. No, never in Went doubt. Went through no QA whatsoever. Has not been double-checked. It's fine. It is the first one in season two that hasn't gone through the QA, which is quite something. So I really kind of hope it's shit, but I don't hope it's shit, I, obviously. I, I think it would be, were it not for the exigent circumstances that meant that it didn't go through the QA, namely the sickest of all toddlers in this house, I think it would be quite good for us for it to be shit, like as a kick up the ice, no do it properly. But I just, I, I had, <laughs> this was the first opportunity I had we, we, essentially yeah. lunch time today. Because we, so, we'd originally sort of, not not really officially agreed. We were sort of said, oh, let's have it done the Thursday before the Monday at which we upload. <laughs> that happened twice. That's happened like twice, yeah. Uh, but now we've reached but- the, the new low where <laughs> you sort of, um, what was it, on Sunday, we're like, yeah, I'm going to have to edit this tomorrow morning again. Which is not like a, um, not like a casting a blame or anything. It's just because we've both been there. <laughs> Yeah, we've both had to do that. I, but then I had a flat tyre. This was the other thing. So my idea of doing it before work um, was ruined by the fact that we, we woke up to a flat tyre. So I sent you a picture of like my, my car's emergency tyre and 
Jack and everything at seven o'clock this morning, being like, "Turns out I don't know what I'm doing here." Yeah, it was great um, all round, especially because I, I sort of yeah. made a very soft offering of, "Oh, I can edit it," and then yeah, it turned out that it wasn't even in the Google Drive. Wasn't the Google Drive, and I just played four hours of Baldur's Gate instead. So anyway, anyway, the Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth, the um, Silmarillion. You, you know, you know it. You love it. We are talking about it. Can you tell I need something of just a bit of headspace? Maybe. I just I just want to talk. But this week we're bringing back episode two of our brand new concept, Fixing the Stupid. <laughs> this is new only, I think, in the sense that we've only done it once before. But at the time it was very popular. Much like you wake up as. Yes, which we've done two of and they're both two pretty of. good and they're both very fun. Just they require yeah. some modicum of forethought, which is not our expertise. No, no. Uh, we we should we should revisit you wake up as, and if this episode is a success, we should do more fixing the stupid as well. But well, you said we're talking about Middle Earth. Do you want to explain the the situation for this one? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the last time we 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 spoke about the MCU and Thanos. Um, mm-hmm. and and his just completely moronic ideas. Um, so I think the natural progression to that is fixing everyone's favourite, actually, why don't you just, or why didn't they yes. just, send the eagles to Mordor? <laughs> or have the eagles take the ring to Mordor? Or just eagles, Mordor, in any word order you choose? Some some combination <laughs> of giant eagles, ring, and Mordor. I hate this one. I hate this one more for the <clears throat> popularity it's it's sort of garnered over the years, and and the, yeah. the, like the fact that it it just won't die a death. Because I feel like it's been explained, like ad absurdum at, at this point. Ad absurdum. I think it's pretty strongly writ in the Silmarillion why this wouldn't work as well. But obviously, no one's read the Silmarillion because it's as dense as Beowulf. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, not wrong, but oh, so wrong. <laughs> yeah, what a comparison. Um, I just what, what? All right. So the theory is that. At the Council of Elrond, when they're discussing the things that they could do with the ring, we've already seen the Great Eagles, because that's how Gandalf gets from Orthanc to Rivendell. So why not use the Great Eagles to fly over the Misty Mountains, across Rohan, over Gondor, over Mordor, and just sort of drop the ring into the top of Mount Doom? Yeah, you could you could strap Frodo to Gwahir and be done with it, basically. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a seductive theory, isn't it? Because it's it's simple. It might work. All right. Well, putting putting aside the fact that you know someone's trying to write a book, <laughs> well, that oh, you've stolen my answer, <laughs> right? I mean, I'd, I'd have sort of rated it if, if, you know, he spent all that time writing the Silmarillion. I mean, I didn't do it in this order, but, you know, all the backstory. And then this great epic, the Lord of the Rings. He just says, oh, and then the eagles flew it to Mordor and uh, destroyed it in like a day. The entirety of the book is the journey from 
Bag End to Rivendell, <laughs> and then just one chapter of the flight. <laughs> no, essentially, at the Council of Elrond is just Elrond. Elrond says, "Bring forth the ring." And then Frodo's like, actually, I don't have it. And then in the background, you just hear Mordor collapsing and Barador falling and stuff. Boom. <laughs> Done. Easy. Yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 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 falls, so, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, fuck Isengard, honestly. Um, or, or fuck Rohan, rather. But, yeah, so putting, putting that to one side, that would obviously be shit entertainment. I, I think... I don't know what's what's your what's your biggest issue with it other than well my biggest issue with it is the the reason that you've just given like this is fundamentally a piece of entertainment so any proposed alternative way of dealing with the core conflict has to be as entertaining yeah as the story that we're given else why would you write that story instead of the story that we got? No, naturally. So I think, naturally. I think that, that has to go without saying. But, yeah, but I guess people sometimes view this as, as a plot hole. Plot hole. People like to call it a plot hole. Which is all stupid. Um, <laughs> I think the, 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 there's the really simple problem, I suppose. So it's almost going to be the, the easiest one to deal with. Have you seen how big these eagles are? I mean, they're called giant eagles. And eagles are pretty big in the real world. Like, have you seen, yeah, have you seen a regular yeah. eagle? I reckon that thing could carry me. Never mind one of these bastard uh, things. They're uh, huge. Have you seen you, though, to, to be fair? Yeah, all right. Maybe not me. <laughs> That'd be an impressive uh, Maybe a small human. Ca- <laughs> an eagle that could carry me would be very large. Gwaiho um, could but, do it, for sure. Yeah, sure. But, but they're big. I mean, yeah, the, the giant eagles are pretty fucking big. Uh, and part of the whole and plan was stealth. Yeah, El- El- Elrond says that at the Council of Elrond, right? Like, you won't win this through force of arms. This has to be stealthy. I wouldn't send you with a legion of first age elves, even if I could. Which feels a bit of talk because I fancy a legion of first age elves probably could get the- get the job done. I, I think they do pretty well. Yeah, just the host of Gondolin marches on Mordor, and Sauron's like. Well, <laughs> well, I might be shit. <laughs> I might be fucked here. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think a proper host of first age elves wouldn't have as many issues. Oh no, a Balrog! Whatever will we do? Who wants to take this one? <laughs> Get Glorf in the another notch on his bedpost. It's <laughs> a horrible image. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> But no, I think I think the the simplest answer to why this is a terrible idea is just that the eagles are really big and like Mordor, Sauron's giant floating fiery eye would see them coming, and he has an air force, guys. We've seen it. See, now that's interesting so, because because the that that particular air force always gets its ass kicked by the giant eagles. Sure, but they're not all there, and all they have to do is get rid of the ring bearer, and the Nazgul would be piloting the fell beasts, yeah. and the Nazgul can sense the ring. But, it, so but I think there's a just, lot more great eagles, though. I, I, but I mean, if there's a lot more, why does only three of them ever turn up? That's all they need, and there's probably the only three who could actually be asked, but we'll get on to that point. <laughs> That's, yeah... 
No, so they're, they're, they no, are quite big, and it, it is a brute force approach. Uh, as you say, Sauron can probably sense Well, the closer it gets, for sure, he'd sense it. I, I also just wonder, so then what? They're by Mount Doom. I, I, don't, I don't see them walking through that gate, um, and dropping it into the top seems a bit... That's not how volcanoes work. Yeah, that, that's just... I mean, it's a fantasy volcano, so maybe, but... It's also just quite risky. Like, what, he just drops it and they hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, what if it lands on a little outcropping of exactly, rock Exactly, and, and then some random orc picks it up and we get... I don't, I don't even know what we get at that point, but we get something. <laughs> I think Sauron takes the ring off the random orc and puts it on. Uh, I, I don't know, you know? Gothmog, yeah, I think the, the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> nah. Because, well, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> They, the, the orcs would give it to Sauron. They just would. Now, obviously, what would happen, it would fall into um, Celebrimbor slash whatever his name is. Um, Talion. Talion, yeah. And then they would fuck some shit up again. I need to go and, I need to go and replay Shadow of War. Because that's such a, an insane game. That's a great way of phrasing that, actually. I was thinking about insane. that game the other day, because um, I, I, I don't remember why, but I was... I was like, oh yeah, that game was insane. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Sh- Shadow of Mordor is pretty vanilla. Like, there's a bit of Celebrimbor funniness floating around. But fundamentally, like, it could just about sit within the established lore and be okay. Yeah. And then Shadow of War comes out and somehow Celebrimbor as a wraith forges his own ring of power so it's not it's like more powerful than the three which he then which talion then wears and also shelob is sexy sometimes but still a spider that i don't remember do you not remember sexy weird sexy shelob no but uh, to be fair, oh. I don't like spiders, so it's entirely possible that I just avoided that section of the game for the entire time. No, she's she's in it. She's in it right at the start. But she's like the spider thing is there. But then it she does like a shadowy thing, and she she basically ends up looking like Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate Three. That I don't remember that at all. I'm gonna Do you to, not remember I'm gonna this? Is, well, I'm going to have to play that bit uh, later. Have I invented? No, that's too weird even for my feet. That would be, would be a very weird thing to have, to have thought of. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen people talk, but it just doesn't make like this. It's so so well, insane. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. <clears throat> right? Because you can just imagine like the the guardians of Gondor's borders being like, "What the fuck is going on in Mordor?" But obviously, no one really knows, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not impossible that there was just some absolutely batshit insane war between two ring bearers going on in Wardor while <laughs> while Gondor was just chilling outside. And you fight you fight Sauron at the end of Shadow of Mordor. You don't realise that he's Sauron, but you you fight him. I mean, of course you got you got to end most games. Of course you do. It's like um, it was that RPG of the Lord of the Rings, the Third Age, a great game. That the was where you just fight the Eye at the end, and it's like com- comically powerful. I never. I don't think yeah. I ever actually finished that fight. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's just yeah. That was a that was a hilariously weird game. Yeah, there have been some really good Lord of the Rings video games. Yeah, and there have been some really really weird ones. See, I really liked it. I mean, it was it was a classic sort of turn based RPG. But what I really yeah. liked about it was that they were like, "Shall we make a new story? Nah, let's just be like nah. five minutes behind the Fellowship <laughs> and just." Do that story. <laughs> Every now and then you'll catch up with one member of the yeah. fellowship. 
They're like, we really want you to be in Helm's Deep. Ah, well, you'll just be there as well. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You'll never interact. Never mind the fact that you've got, like, some captain of the tower there. <sighs> totally fine. It's totally normal. Great game. Um, the the only other dwarf that anyone in Rohan has ever seen. <laughs> and elf as well. And, and not uh, just I think she, I think she's a high elf as well at that. Rivendell. Yeah. Like yeah, that just breaks the game or, or the lore in and, so many ways. And they do the whole They've got the same romance that Aragorn and Arwen have between the like main character and this random Noldor elf. Oh, it's so of good. course, because they're like, hmm, that that worked, so let's just do that. <laughs> let's just do that again. <sighs> Are there any great eagles in that game? I don't remember. There must be. Are there any great eagles in that game? Um, well, you you probably end up at the Battle of the Black Gate, do you? Probably end up able to summon one at some point. Probably, yeah. That ranger character which summons like twenty great eagles or something. Yeah. <laughs> which neatly brings right. us on to the next point: the fact that these are sentient creatures, right? That you can't summon more... them. More. You could ask one. You could ask. So you can them. ask them, sure, but it, but it, you can no more convince them to do anything than you can convince the Ents to go to war. Yeah, I think it's it's almost more than that. They're not animals. Like, they're... Aren't they spirits of the air and wind? Isn't that how they're described in the Silmarillion? That take the form of great eagles. Yeah, I mean, this, so this is Silmarillion lore, right? So that's always a little bit... It's a little bit lyrical. But yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure Thorondor is described as, like... Not a Maya, but Maya adjacent. That's the like, thing. I think they started off as, as Maya of some description, and then... Yeah. Do you think by the time you get to Gwahir, they're not anymore? Let's see what the official description of them is. So they, they were the messengers and spies of Manwe, and possessed the ability to yeah. see through all physical matter, except for the blackness of Morgoth's evil pits. Oh, so they've just got x-ray vision. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But so, I mean, that makes it sound as though they were sort of just... You know, an an aspect no, of life that Manway had a great deal of power over and a great deal of influence in. in shaping, maybe I'm I getting them confused with a, another, um, a, a, another passage. I thought that they were sort of a step above animals, because aren't they what the dragons are based on as like a corruption of? Mm. If you think about the sort of presence of the the dragon, something like Smaug or Glaurung yeah, or something but are, like that. Yeah, not Maya. Well, I think, again, I think Glaurung might be Maya adjacent. But I don't think Smaug is a Maya, yeah. a Maya for example. So, so, so according like, to the history of Middle-earth, uh, which is a Christopher Tolkien ring... <laughs> Which is which is a Christopher Tolkien thing. Yeah. According to that, uh, eventually Tolkien decided that the great eagles were animals that had been taught language by the Valar and raised to a higher level, but they still had no fear. Okay, so that, that lack of fear is yeah. important. So, so they're not... So they are just, they're just essentially soulless beasts. Yeah, just vanilla animals, I guess. Just big eagles. 
big chatting eagles. Except that, and this is the thing that's always confused me about them a little bit, is like, Manway spies, but he's, he's never seemed, like, involved enough to warrant spies. But doesn't he sit on, at the top of the tallest mountain, gazing out across the Western Sea to Middle Earth and and the great eagles bring him messages. Is that not like basically how he spends his day? Yeah, but why? <laughs> having having Ingwe polish his boots. <laughs> no, sure that's how it Cause works. Because he's, he's king of everything in Middle Earth, so he's kind of got to look busy. I don't know. Well, no, because he, he doesn't give two shits about Middle Earth. He, he, he's, he's the king of... Um, king of Arda. Yeah, of, of, well... He's, king of, he's, he's, he's the king he's, of Arda. Yeah, he's the de facto king just, of Arda, yeah, but he doesn't care about Middle-earth after the various shenanigans <laughs> that have occurred there. No, that's probably true. Except he sort of does. Like it, it's You just have he to sends, really fill up his, his cup, right, to, to make him go, ah, oh, fine, I'll just, like, sort it. Yeah, because he sends the Eastari. So he must care a bit. He sends Ga- he sends Lauren, who's like his favourite Maiar. Yeah, but part of me wants to just argue, be a devil's advocate and say the fact that he sent the Eastari, like only one of whom actually did something great, another of whom was probably useful, and then two of whom vanished and probably did fuck all, and one of them was, like, the second greatest like evil in Middle Earth at the time, yeah. <laughs> so part of me is like, he, he sent them just to be like, ooh, now this'll be entertaining to watch from my mountain. I was I was wondering if what he did when he sends the story is he takes four Maiar who are on, like, performance review. <laughs> what, with the supervisor like, who is Gandalf? Well, no, 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 he's like, I've got this great idea, right? Eru's plan calls for four Maiar, five Maiar to go to Middle-earth and act as wise counsellors and guides. And I've chosen you four, and I'm still working out who my fifth one is. And um, one of the other Valar, like Varda, for example, is like, you are taking the piss now. Like... Why are you sending those four chumps? You clearly don't care. And he's sort of panicking and looks around and spots Gandalf hiding behind a tree, trying really hard not to be sent. And he's like, Oi, you, you're really popular and good at your job. You go too and make sure they behave themselves. Just a funny image. Yeah, no, I agree. That That is exactly <laughs> how it went down. I think. That's just how it happened. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Manway's shenanigans aside. So the, the eagles, yeah, let, let, let's assume for the purpose of the discussion then that, that they are animals. They're just animals, um, yeah. But they're, they're sentient enough to obviously be able to communicate with, well, wizards and... Um, well, they have, a, they have a culture. They have, a, they have language. Yeah. Including, like, they speak Westron, but they also have their own language. And they're capable, as I think, I think they're capable of understanding Orcish as well. Because I yeah. think in The Hobbit, they report to Gandalf what the orcs have been overheard saying. And they have, they have, they have a hierarchy. They have leaders. So, like, they're, they might be animals, but they're still complex beings. 
I think like your example, much like the ants, I think that's a really good example. Yeah. And and ultimately it's it's a similar thing, right? Because the ants decide not to go to war up until um Treebeard sees the devastation and then everyone's ready to go. Yeah, I think it's very similar with the eagles that you know, they they ultimately care about the fate of their their home. Because that's what but it a is. little bit only insofar as it affects them in their eeries. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, there is probably a sort of something, something man way element to it, uh, especially in the mm-hmm. fact that they rescue Gandalf from Orthanc. I bet that is man way just going. Uh, actually, we kind of need him. <laughs> you know. Yeah, someone go. Someone go and someone rescue go him. Fix that and, t- and tell Saruman that he's now on very thin ice. <laughs> Um, His next quarterly review is going to be very unpleasant for him. (laughs) Tell him he either comes back for that or he suicides into Helm's Deep. (laughs) One of the two. Um, But the eagles, like, they just have a habit of... Well, well, they really actually have a habit of showing up where Gandalf is, so maybe maybe that is just the one connection. But you could also argue that they just show up in times of need when they think they can tip the balance in favor of the people that they would align with, as you I say, think, to save their own homes. I think that's right, though. It's that you don't see them throwing themselves away. You don't see the eagles taking on Smaug, for example. Yeah. Right, because that, that would be a suicide run, and they're not... That's not them. They're not part of the forces of good if you like but I think you're exactly right if you're in a situation where a lot is turning on what's happening in front of you and the great eagles could turn the balance then they might show up yeah yeah absolutely and there's evidence throughout the the series right that they they do that or that they just help friends of theirs like they were yeah. very close with with gondolin i think right yes because they, they were they like the elves so <laughs> yeah basically um i guess you've also got the question if they're maybe not if they don't have fair but stick the ring on the back of an eagle is the ring capable like, might they end up corrupted well, by it or hmm. tempted by it so, so the fact that they lack fair is actually something I'd never considered. No, because it, it changes the equation a fair bit, right? Yes. Hmm. <sighs> does it? Well, yeah. I mean, does it? Yeah. Good. Good question. <laughs> what are the precise metaphysical implications of the ring? I I don't think fair is necessarily a prerequisite to the corruption of the ring offers no i don't i don't think it is but i think because it corrupts everything the, right it not you know including that the land and if you take some of the other stuff that's written in morgoth's ring so histories of middle earth volume 10 as you said like morgoth put his corruption into the earth itself and that became sort of like his equivalent of the One Ring. Yeah. And that corruption that he put into the Earth was capable of corrupting 
everything. He corrupted every being in Middle-earth by that corruption, essentially. Yeah. Irrespective of whether or not they have Fae'ar. So if we assume that the sort of corruption and power that Sauron puts into his ring is of a, an order of magnitude smaller, but similar in type, then I think, yeah, you prob- the ring probably can corrupt yeah. non-beings that don't have souls, essentially. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable argument. The, the other argument I would levy here, which I've just come up with on the spot, <laughs> is if we do see the eagles as extensions of Manway's will, then we're kind of mm-hmm. putting the ring on Manway's finger. And that could have very profound effects. I think there's a, there's a, there's a huge question there. What, what happens if one of the Valar picks up the rings? Picks up the ring, yeah. the one ring. Let's assume it's the only one that matters. They'll probably say, this guy's got barely any power. But it's still a, a, a corrupting influence. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't a rhetorical question. I genuinely don't know. I don't know how that works out. We've got a, a question on our to talk about list of episodes of sort of how does the various hierarchies of heaven in Middle Earth work? But this this feels like a very big question in relation to that. Yeah. I don't think that Sauron has enough power to create an artifact that's capable of corrupting Manway. No, I, I think it would be the same sort of thing that we see with Tom, right? When he puts, well, when he when he takes the ring, is that it just does absolutely nothing to him. I think Manway would be similar. The the difference being, um, because because Manway and Melkor, there's, there was always like something there. I mean, Melkor is one of the Valar, right? So I think mm-hmm. it might just bring back memories or old feelings of emotion and, and turmoil and what strife with, with like one of their comrades, ultimately, right? Man- Manway and Melkor's early years bromance. Yeah, yeah. And Sauron, Sauron is the sort of last vestige of that. Well, yeah. the, the big battle notwithstanding, well, I guess. No, but he is. He's the, the last remnant of Morgoth's power, yeah. really. It's an interesting... One. There you go. That's why the eagles don't take the ring to, to Mordor is because Manway Manway gets fucked. Man, I hadn't considered that being an answer, but it it has it definitely has some appeal. It's not completely outrageous, right? It's not completely outrageous to suggest that in some way Manway interacting with the ring would not would be a bad thing. Yeah. One way or another. The other, if we do take the eagles to be extensions of Manway's will, then you run into the problem that Manway is not meant to get involved anymore. Yeah, that that's the more common um, way of arguing that, I think. And, and it's got merit, right? Because he traditionally doesn't do anything. Well, the only time after the very first the war of was it the war of wrath yeah and then as in when, the when Arendil showed up yeah is, is when Arendil shows up and basically goes 
you guys have to help. And look, we sent a Silmaril and everything. Um, that's not when the Silmaril turns up. That was a mistake. But... Well, no, it is, because Zerendil has a Silmaril. He has the Silmaril at that point. Yes, that's how he finds Valinor. That is how he finds Valinor. So I was getting confused, you're right. I, I, yeah, I thought he got the Silmaril afterwards, but no, you're right, that's how he finds Valinor. And Erendil is super special. Yeah. And that's and that's the only thing that yeah, just pulls... The embodiment of, like, listen, everybody is working together here. <laughs> please yeah. please join us in the fray and, and oust Morgoth for good. Uh, and, and honestly, I think if those are the scales we're talking for Manway to get involved, then... You know, someone saying, we have this ring, guys, that we need to destroy. He's like, please, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I think well, it. It's a, it's another, or oh, why didn't they just, that you sometimes see. And this one really irritates me because it's answered in the book. But why, why not just send the ring to the Valar? Like, mm. Elrond's got a, Elrond can get on a boat in the Grey Havens, put the ring in a box, put it on a boat, Take it to the Valar. And the answer given in the books is because they'd send it back. It's not for them to fix. It's a it's it's Middle Earth's problem. So it is for Middle Earth to fix it. Which feels slightly unfair, I think. Because it's not it's not a denizen of Middle Earth that's created it. It's not like you know, a, maybe maybe the argument is that Celebrimbor was too involved in their creation, but ultimately yeah. it's a it, it's a Maiar a Maya, sorry, that that makes the ring. And it's a Maya that's turning their power to domin dominion over Middle Earth. That's not Middle Earth's problem. That's Manwe can't keep his house in order, surely. I, uh, Why isn't it Manway's problem? That's a. Uh, I would possibly look at it from a kinder point of view, kinder towards the, the Valar. And that if the ring shows up, they're sort of like, I mean, sure, but there's not much we can do. And so the only way you're going to fix this is you fix it yourself. You're telling me Aurelay in Valinor can't break the ring. Uh, probably, actually. Because he'd be undoing a Maya, which, I mean, it gets really very metaphysical at that point. This, Yeah. this is That's the problem, isn't it? There comes a point where you're literally just weighing up who's the more powerful spirit. And the answer is Tolkien's world doesn't work like that. Yeah, I think that has to be the answer. There's also just a more practical consideration that I would I would argue against sending it to the West, is that nothing ever happens quickly over there, right? No, <laughs> you, that's true. You'd probably get Manway in really slow terms going to the halls of Mandas, trying to find Celebrimbor and be like, so what's the deal with this ring I've got here? What did you do? And then time like is all weird. So by the time they sort of send any kind of answer back to Middle Earth, <laughs> everyone's already gone. Sauron's just won anyway. Yeah. Or everyone's just died of old age and there's no one left. But that's it, that's that's another point. Sauron's gonna win anyway. They make the point again in the Council of Elrond, if they hold the ring in Rivendell, yeah. eventually Sauron just wins. 
and and it's it's true, right? I mean, the only yeah. reason that the forces of good win at the end is because Frodo destroys the ring because they were going to get their asses kicked at the Black Gate, and yes, then everything falls. They were, they were. You lose Aragorn at the Black Gates, everything dies. Yeah, and everything up until that point was already miraculous. Yeah, at every event they roll the nat twenty on the DC, yeah. uh, on the die, exactly. don't they? Exactly. Except that in the background you have this this GM that's just constantly making more bad guys <laughs> at a pace that you just yeah. can't compete with. So, yeah, the, the Saren's always going to win, and plus he's got time, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. He's immortal. He's properly immortal, and he doesn't tire of the world like the elves do. So he's just constantly rebuilding, like you say. He's constantly breeding more orcs, trying to develop new technology. Saruman, I can't talk tonight, Saruman invents gunpowder. So all of a sudden you've got orcs armed with flintlock mustigates. Like, that's your next wave after this war. (laughs) That's oddly terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... The free peoples are on a ticking time bomb. Yeah, so that, 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 then that's that's what Elrond instills in them, right? It's like, no, no, this is urgent. We need to do this. We have to do this, and we have to do it now. So cue the Great Eagles. You get there in five minutes. Cue the Great Eagles and get there in five minutes, except that's not how Tolkien's world works, because fundament. I, I like the... Well, yeah, but isn't that just Manway fixing it, and Manway's not allowed to fix it? I think that's the best it it is no, I, yeah, and that's ultimately I think where I stand. But but if we if we do take the eagles as just eagles, but big, um, who are friends to the elves, such as Elrond, and Elrond just goes, "Hey, go out here. How about how about right? How about you bring this ring to Mount Doom, and we can all just live in peace?" So and maybe Gwaihir goes, "Yeah, why not?" So let's assume, for the sake of argument that you have you do that you somehow get Guahir I'm going to with Frodo carrying the ring to the crack in the mountain Guahir sets down Frodo walks into Mount Doom he still can't throw the the ring in the fire if you bring Frodo no no one can no one can do it. That's that's talk, Tolkien wrote this in one of his letters. At that place, in that time, no one, no one can throw the ring in. Maybe an eagle could. But an eagle can't fit through that door. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the biggest problem, really, isn't it? <laughs> so, that's, that's so, a slightly, the, so the slightly way that's, sarcastic answer. No, but the way that, that scenario essentially unfolds is Elrond says, can you just please go and drop this in Mount Doom? And Gwyra's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then like three weeks pass and Gwyra just comes back and says, couldn't fit through the door, mate. There you go. <laughs> okay, but at that point, it's just a bit silly. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you go back to the way that Tolkien's world works, it just doesn't, it doesn't work because at the end of the day you still need a person in the room throwing the ring into the fire and Tolkien himself has wrote that that's an impossible feat and the only reason that the ring is destroyed is because in the very last minute moment Eru themselves 
puts their hand on the scales because everything else was done right up till that moment. I don't know if I like that. I I think it's true. I know. I, mm. No, I like to think of it more as, as Frodo managed to do something quite exceptional in that he showed compassion and mercy and just great qualities Wait. and that that was enough to mean that he the balance was already in his favor like yes he was never going to throw the ring into the fire himself nor was sam nor was anyone as you say but yeah. leading up to that frodo did enough to to give himself the right ingredients that meant the ring was going to end up in the in the thing and yeah maybe maybe I, you can I, say that's Eru, but that you know you can, I, th- I think we're saying we're you saying can always say it's Eru. sorry i interpreted that as, as you, you you sort of yeah. No, Frodo Frodo and Bilbo all through their lives make the choices the choices of like you say of of, of mercy and tenacity and, and all of that that get them into a situation where it is possible for the ring to be destroyed and at the very last all of their choices culminate in the ring being destroyed and whether that's fate or whatever ultimately because of the way middle earth works at the very last it's just eru going yeah you did everything right and so the ring gets destroyed gosh i'm having because the ri- pictures of Gollum as like some agent of the maya or maya himself who lives just to test mortals well it's it's not that Gollum's his agent but it's that you need Gollum there in order for essentially the little nudge to be given because if Gollum's not there you can't give the nudge and the only way that Gollum can be there is if both Bilbo and Frodo have shown him mercy you need need an alliance between good and evil Uh, I mean I'm not sure I want to call Gollum evil but you you need someone who believes in the possibility of redemption yeah rather than just chalking Gollum up as a lost cause Frodo and Bilbo believe that Gollum can be saved. And that's why it's that belief in the possibility of salvation that enables the ring to be destroyed, ultimately. Yeah. Which almost sort of brings us back to the actual reason why the Eagles can't do it. Just because it would make such a bad story. <laughs> because the like the, the core message of the Lord of the Rings is so hope-filled because of moments like that. So it just Yeah. <laughs> and you, you you just can't skip any part no. of the way. So you can't even sort of make the argument of saying, oh, why doesn't Gwaii just fly them to, I don't know, Rohan or fly them to Gondor or who knows what, or fly them yeah. fly them all the way around Mordor and then approach from uh, an angle that no one was expecting. Stuff like that. Come up past the Sea of Nairn. Yeah, exactly. Run, yeah. run into uh, Celebrimbor. <laughs> the Wraith. <laughs> Just doing his business. Wraith of Brimbor. Um, Celebrimbraith? Celebrimbraith. Well, you you got to get Italian in there somehow, right? Yeah. So no, it would it would be a really really shit story. It it just really stinks of. I'm going to be slightly unfair here, but sort of Reddit 
smart arse, basically going, yeah, I found a plot hole in the greatest fantasy literature of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And it occurs twice, right? Because the, the other popular one is why didn't the eagles just fly the Thorin's, fly Thorin's party all the way to the Lonely Mountain? Because there's a massive fucking dragon <laughs> there asleep. that would have eaten them. He's asleep. Do you want to take that risk? Plot hole. Shut up. Plot hole. <laughs> oh, I hate it. And then people will we'll get comments. I'm just about guarantee it. We'll get comments that say just because it can be explained by it's necessary for the story doesn't mean it's not a plot hole. To which I, my only answer is, well, your existence must be joyless. So I'm just predicting the comment that it's already day. making me angry. Yeah, I've had a really no, I mean, and tire. I, I agree with you, but equally we, we've come up with plenty of other arguments as to why it just wouldn't work. Yes, there's plenty in world arguments as to why it wouldn't work but fundamentally yes it's a story (laughs) fundamentally it's a story and if your proposed course of action would not only skip the plot but also skip the themes then your proposed circumvention misses the entire point and I might be doing our actually I think I am doing our listeners a disservice because they're all much more intelligent than that ah they're all idiots well, they listen to us, so... Exactly. There's no clearer evidence for idiocy no than that. No clearer evidence for idiocy than, than the fact that they listen to us. Just, just, I think we've answered the why not use the eagles, but this actually came up on our Discord server a long time ago. Well, do you, sorry, before I move on, do you think we've answered the question efficiently? Uh, I, I, think, I think we have. I think we have. Um, I think the eagles are great. They show up in multiple different bits of... Tolkien's legend and they do just enough Um, the the Air Force picture that you painted earlier I think is is really cool and we see that at the the Black Gate for example and yeah great I love love having them there but they can't take the ring to Mordor I'm sorry (laughs) they just can't yeah but um, so yeah when this when this was brought up in our Discord server someone who shall remain nameless uh, although they know who they are and they know how grumpy they made me when they said this, asked why the Fellowship didn't tie several strings around the ring and then have various members of the Fellowship hold those bits of string such that the ring was suspended between them and no one was carrying it. Yes. Thereby avoiding or spread. Why not pass the ring around the Fellowship to spread out the corruption and stop any one person becoming so corrupted to which my only answer is to just groan in an angry voice and point vaguely in the direction of Boromir who never touched the ring yeah that's too easy there this yeah. you know you need to channel channel your own your inner Harry Dresden and talk about metaphysical weight a lot yeah Maybe, you know, the ring is essentially an item with an angel trapped inside of it. <laughs> you know, think of it that way. You don't need to be holding it for it to ruin your day. Why not? What was another one I saw? Why not put? Why not have? Why not put Frodo in a box and have Boromir carry the box? <laughs> just, just put him in a in a box and shove him down the Anduin, and see, <laughs> you'll probably get there. see where he ends up. Yeah. No, I mean that's just fun. It's either be people being facetious or people. I think uh, misunderstanding. To be fair, I think that one. 
that one was just a bit, yeah, no, a bit that's, facetious. That's being funny. Uh, plus, if 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 anything is ever done in the hopes of making you angry, it is a okay. <laughs> Time well spent. Yeah. Top tier. <laughs> I, I yeah, do like I just, the image though. The sort of the the visuals of <laughs> the great council of Elrond deciding that the best approach is to tie some string to this ring and then carry it in the middle like some sort of weird hot potato. You just see Gandalf at the end of the council just putting his hat on and going, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. I have not I'm lived going, thousands of years for this shit. <laughs> I'm going back to the Grey Havens. Maybe there's a boat going west I can get on. Just it's sh- a lot of doomed. Just shows up in front of Man Ways Throne and is like, mate, those guys are just dumb. <laughs> just, just not worth the effort. If Feanor can see them now. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't even noticed you'd been gone. <laughs> yeah, who are you again? It's only been five minutes. What are you doing back? <laughs> it's been thousands Gandalf of years. Punches him. Gandalf just punches him in the face. Yeah. No, I think you know. What? To be fair, if they had just tied the ring to some string, I think Eru would have probably come down in person and been like, "No, no, 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 no! I've had it. Try <laughs> again. I'm just just Pick gonna I'm someone. just gonna kill the Earth now. It's over. Pick someone who must." who will endure unfathomable suffering because that's what I'm here for. That's exactly what the song is about, guys. <laughs> Have you not read the book of Job? Oh, wait, I haven't written it yet. <sighs> no, no. Sorry, you're not allowed to draw those direct comparisons anymore. Right. I think we've done it in record time. I'm almost astonished. There's been very little disagreement as well. I think this might be the one problem with fixing the stupid, is we pick stupidity that we both agree is stupid. We almost need to find... This might be something for the next fixing the stupid. Find a popular theory on something that one of us agrees with and one of us doesn't. And then it's the job of the person who doesn't to explain why the theory is stupid. So it's a bit like a hot take. Yeah. But it I has mean, to be a popular... Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm just, just going to repeat myself. No, so so I, in, a, in a way, we sort of thought Thanos might have been one of those, because I tend to prescribe to that style of logic, um, which is very different to you, but... Horrific consequentialism. Exactly, but Thanos is just unfortunately too stupid, so it didn't really work out the yeah. way. It's like when we tried to have the argument about my lack of morality with the Lord Ruler and just decided that, again, way too extreme. Yeah, we, we, we just went too far. We, just, we, we, we got there with Marcone in the end, though. Yeah, so Marcone is, is, is that. Unfortunately, Marcone isn't stupid in the series, which... No, no one has a bad idea about Marcone. Yeah. Uh, so if if you happen to know, listeners, uh, any does anyone yeah any sort of controversial theories where where one side says this is just stupid, <laughs> yeah does it, does anyone know of anything like that a theory that that you think one of us would like and one of us would hate? I mean we've we've had plenty in the past, so I'm sure we can find some. We we just need to do a bit of digging, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Let's that could be that fun. For next but time. equally, it's 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 refreshing sometimes to record an episode where 
we're not completely in disagreement. Well, it's happening less and less, actually. What are disagreements? Our volatile disagreements. Our aggressive yeah, negotiations, we... if you will. Part of the reason is there's not been much Star Wars to talk about. Because we don't like... We don't agree <laughs> very much on Star Wars. We don't Wars. agree on Star Wars very much, no, it's true. Ah, there must be a, a fixing the stupid type thing we can do for Star Wars. Somewhere. There must be. I'm sure there's a last, the Last Jedi. Tell you what, could you fix the Last Jedi? That is just too stupid. Look, me, write, write a better version of that film, and then I'll yell at you because the Last Jedi is flawless. Let's take this one offline. There's, there's, there's something. Yeah. The issue with the Last Jedi is that it's followed up by an even worse film. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have have to almost fix the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no, we can take this offline, but there's 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 something here, I think. Yeah. Um, so, wow, before we've even hit the hour mark in recording, is, is this seriously happening? I think we're done. I think yeah. we can filibuster for another minute and a half. <laughs> well, we chatted for about three minutes I know, before it's, the it's, episode started. It's problem, that's, that, that was going to be the thing. I was going to say filibuster for a minute and then go on for five. Um, uh, we'll just um, really draw out this outro. <laughs> like, really... <laughs> massively draw it out like but like just but talk. seriously you know just make it go on forever and ever and ever listeners will never know what, so you mean like every time it sounds like we're stopping we just talk for a little bit longer ah we never do that that doesn't no, sound that right doesn't sound like, no it doesn't sound at all that doesn't like sound us. like us uh no so why would we <laughs> <laughs> shut up Every, everyone has already stopped this. I was going to say, that's the point. No one ever listens to these things because they're like, man, they, they ended five minutes ago. Why should I still be listening to this? <laughs> so no one ever actually hears us when we say thank you for listening. What a, what a segue, right? Thank you for listening. Nailed it. <laughs> and we're still going. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive, although I doubt it in this episode. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zeroexpertise, check out our website expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky. We might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. <laughs>